0: Hey, everybody. Magnus here. Just want to give you guys a quick little heads up on what exactly this is all supposed to be about. Basically, what I want to do is talk about some songs. See, I was driving around the other day. I was on my way home from work, and I had my iPod set to shuffle, right? And it played basically a a series of songs that I really associate with all four years of my... uh, high school tenure, I suppose, and so one of the things that I came away from this experience with was, apart from the fact that these are just some really damn good songs, you know, my high school years, and I would say really a lot of my school years, but for some reason high school is just always going to be the most iconic for a lot of people, uh, my, my high school years, they can all kind of be summarized in some way or another or encapsulated with one particular song, you know? There's one song that stands out above all the rest that really goes a long way towards explaining, you know, like what I was up to, you know, that particular year, or like what was going on, you know, that particular year, you know? You know what I mean? It's like, at least for me, I don't know how this works out for anybody else, but at least for me, it's like certain songs sort of become intentionally or unintentionally it's like they become an anthem or something and so that's what this little mini series here is all about so anyway so uh, i think that's probably enough gabbing from me right now it's time for 1979 Welcome back to Trennis Magnus, Jabs Reality, presented by Two True Freaks. I'm your host, Magnus, and like I just said at the start of all of this, uh, what I felt like doing lately is uh, just talking about the songs of my youth. So, there's really nothing more I can think of to embellish upon that. So, to start... My freshman year of high school. When I think of being a freshman in high school, I think of 1979, the Smashing Pumpkins song. And when I hear 1979, I always think of being a freshman in high school. The two are pretty much one in my mind. Now, I don't know about the rest of you, but I always thought that 1979 was the most... I don't know. Attention-grabbing, I guess, song on the Melancholy and Infinite Sadness album. Oddly enough, no less an authority than Billy Corgan himself agrees with that since he called 1979 the most important song on that whole album. And if anybody's qualified to make that statement, it's him. So, what's so freshmany about this song, you might ask Well, it's really hard to put into words, to tell you the truth, because I understand that there's such a thing as authorial intent, okay? When Billy Corgan assembled those... When he assembled these particular lyrics in this particular order, he had particular ideas in mind. But I know nothing, and honestly care even less how Billy Corgan views this song because to me this song is all about life you know you wake up in the morning and you have no idea what's going to happen to you during the course of the day and then later you crash in bed exhausted after a totally crazy day and then a totally crazy night and it's awesome you know that is what 1979 is about if it's about anything at all which I don't know I mean i remember my freshman year of high school just being fun you understand a lot of fun stuff was happening but some really important things happened too i mean big milestones at least for me for example i kissed a bunch of girls and i didn't always break up with the last one before kissing the new one first so oops but it's true Before my freshman year of high school, I had something akin to girl repellent sprayed all over me because I was pretty sure I couldn't get a girl to notice me to save my life back in the old days. But all that went out the window my freshman year where I had quite a few girlfriends. And guys, just to be clear, I mean girlfriend in the most high school sense of the term, you know, the flavor of the week, here today, gone later today. But still, it was a lot of fun. I mean, one girl even went so far as to ask me out, and I was floored. I mean, I never had that happen to me before, and I discovered that she's a very good kisser. Yes, indeed. But it wasn't just my romantic life. I had a real social life for once, you know? I'd made new friends, and we hung out and, you know, went out to restaurants and saw movies and stuff like that, you know? And it was such a huge change from what life had been like for a good bit of my childhood, you know, and this is maybe going to sound a little whatever, but it just felt like I had a little bit more in common with who I wanted to be and a little bit less in common with that scared, nervous, fidgety third grade kid who moved to Houston five years earlier. But the fun didn't stop there. I also joined my school's tennis team. Now, that probably sounds funny today, since a lot of you are probably very well aware of how sedentary my lifestyle is. But it's true. There was a time when I was the big shot tennis player on my school's tennis team. Or I at least believed that I was the best. And I it wasn't even just that I believed that I was the best. It's that, in my opinion, I was so much better than whoever the number two guy was. Now, I'd been prepping for my tennis tryout for probably like over a year before I finally did it, you know? I practiced hard and even gone to a summer camp for tennis at Texas A&M University. And there I got the shit beaten out of me on the tennis court for several hours per day, because I was going up against A&M's own tennis team, and they put us through all the changes. I knew what it was like to sweat under the major league fucking hot, blazing hot fucking sun. You know, and you you split your knee open when you fall over on the court, you know, or you, you go up against somebody who's just that much better than you are. And you know what? Toward the end of camp, I was making those big shot A&M tennis players sweat to win. Now, when I started, they kicked my ass with what I can only describe as incredible ease. But near the end, they had to work kind of hard in order to win. And it wasn't exactly an, uh, like an ass-kicking kind of victory for him either. So when I tried out for the tennis team at my high school, guys, I'm not going to lie, I was nervous as fuck. You know, I thought, I mean, I thought that I did okay, especially compared to my competition, but it ain't over till it's over, right? And sure enough, I want to say it was probably like a week later or something like that. When the results were posted, I checked the list of people who made the cut, and I saw that my name was on the list. I had made the cut. Now, I was way too superstitious back in those days, so I pretended like I hadn't seen that. And then I went on to my first class of the day. After class, I came, and, uh, came back and checked the list again. My name was still on there, but I still refused to. To believe it. So I went on to my next class. After that, I checked the list again before going to lunch, and my name was still on the list. And I just, I couldn't resist anymore. I cheered at the top of my lungs, and a lot of people stared at me, you know, like that whole, what the hell is your problem kind of look? But I didn't care. It meant so much to me to belong to something, you know? Now, to be fair, it wasn't necessarily always upstanding stuff for me, you know? I somehow, I don't know quite how, even to this day, but I somehow talked my way out of getting busted for truancy, because I totally got caught skipping algebra this one time near the end of the school year, and guys, there's, I mean, you you want to talk about getting caught red-handed, I totally skipped that class, and then I totally got caught, but For some reason, the teacher let me slide on it. I don't know why. I really don't. I mean, she had no reason whatsoever to let me off the hook, but she did. And guys, honestly, the very most that I can think of as to why this might have happened is it might have been because I, you know, I honestly was a first-time offender, which is maybe obvious because I got fucking caught, right? Anyway, put it in another way, I'd say that my freshman year, I did everything that you should be doing when you're 15 years old and you're on top of the world. And that's what I think 1979 is all about. And God knows the video. And I gotta say, a year earlier, when I was in the eighth grade, or a year later when I was a sophomore, I don't think that I would have liked 1979, at least not quite as much, because a year earlier or a year later, needless to say, I wasn't exactly feeling quite as on top of the world anymore, but when something hits you at like just the right time, well, it's it's the right time, you know? And hey, cool video, yes? Speaking of the video, I can remember watching the 1979 video for the very first time, and it's it's kind of weird how your mind plays tricks on you sometimes. You see, I thought I remembered the the kids from the 1979 video like really trashing that backyard and throwing pretty much everything into that uh, in, in, into that swimming pool, but I rewatched the video on YouTube. This was ages back when like YouTube was like a new thing. <clears throat> I rewatched the video for uh, what I think was uh, like only like the second time in my entire life back when YouTube first started up and well obviously that mass carnage thing that I somehow imagined happened in the backyard that's obviously not what really happened but still I'd say it fit pretty well into the gestalt of my adolescence at that time, you know, because I was a bored teenager watching a video about other bored teenagers getting in trouble just to break up the boredom, you know? That was an understandable concept to me at the time. Less so now, but (sighs) that's life, I guess.